developing that no like trust factor. It's a very like intimate job being a photographer. People want to resonate and feel comfortable with you. And on your about page is a great place to do that. Share personal details that make a connection showing your personality. You don't want to write all your copy of like me, 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 me. You want to write from the perspective still of how you serve them, but at the same time, pulling in things about yourself that they might be able to connect with. If you're at a party and you don't really know anyone, when you meet that person who like went to the same college as you, really likes that same movie, they're from the same state, whatever, all of a sudden you have a connection point and something to talk about and you feel instantly close to them even though you just met them. That same thing can happen on your website. Are you a photographer looking to build a five or six figure business that has both time and financial freedom? Maybe you're struggling to get clients on your books that don't know what to do to bring in your next lead. Maybe you're frustrated with social media because you see it working for other photographers, but you aren't seeing any results. Maybe you're an established photographer with a solid client base, but you're looking to go next level. The truth is that taking pretty pictures just isn't enough anymore. In order to build that dream career as a photographer that you had when you first got into this industry, it's going to take a toolkit of business skills, marketing strategies, and accountability. Hi, I'm Brooke Jefferson a lifestyle photographer, marketing strategist, and business coach for photographers. Welcome to the Book More Clients Photography Podcast, where I share tried and true marketing strategies, interview other photographers and experts, and pull back the curtain on what it really takes to be the go-to photographer in your specialty. My goal is to help you turn your business both profitable and purposeful. If you're ready, let's jump on into today's show. Having a website is no longer optional. It's something that you absolutely need to have for 2021 and moving forward. Because of the pandemic, so many businesses went to online marketing and that's exactly what you need to be doing too. So today I have my amazing friend, Elizabeth McCravey coming on the show and we are talking all about how to infuse personality into your website and how to make it functional so that you can stand out from all of your competition and get your client to book with you. Elizabeth McCravey believes that smart strategy combined with plenty of personality leads to a thriving business. As a web designer, podcast host, and business coach, she spends her days designing gorgeous strategic website templates from her home in Nashville. She shares all about her business strategy tips and tricks on her show, the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. She's helped over 700 business owners highlight their value and show off their skills through her library of beautifully designed and easily customizable website templates. And she's on a mission to help every entrepreneur create a strategic, personality-filled website. Elizabeth is a show-it top designer and a go-to resource for the online business community. When she's not teaching or designing, you can find her binging Law & Order SVU, putting her certified yoga teacher skills to work, or nose deep in the latest mystery novel. I'm so excited to welcome back my good friend, Elizabeth McCravey. Thank you so much for coming back on the show, Elizabeth. I'm so excited to have you. And I think I'm even more excited for today's topic compared to the last one, which was great. But this one is, I feel like it helps answer the question for photographers of 
how do I stand out from everybody else in this big ocean? So I'm excited to have you on. Give us a quick recap into who you are and what you do for those that may not have heard the previous episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, Brooke, thank you again for having me back. I really did have so much fun last time too. We had a great conversation all about, I guess it was about how to book more clients from your website was kind of the focus. I really loved that one. So, okay. Yes. So my name is Elizabeth, like you said, and I'm a website designer and business coach. And my main thing is that I sell website templates over at elizabethmccravey.com. And you have some of those templates, which is so fun, but basically they're personality pack, strategic and easy to use website templates that work with the show it platform. Lots of photographers use them as well as like business coaches, florists, like wedding industry, creatives, all kinds of stuff. So really love what I do. And I live in Nashville and that's a bit about me. I love it. Yes. I love your website templates. I love pointing people in the direction to, to shop them. And I'm trying really hard to convince photographers that show it as such an amazing platform to host your website. I see the question come up in my Facebook group all the time. What website hosting platform do you use? And I'm always trying to throw show it in the ring because I truly like once I tried show it, there was no going anywhere else. Like I yes. found my forever website home. So um, I, I remember how I found you because I think it's, you know, funny to go back and think about how you yeah. I remember sitting outside in the house we used to live in, in the backyard, the kids were hanging out, jumping on the trampoline. And I was worried about, I really need a new website. And so I remember hopping on Instagram and typing in show it website designer and you popped up. So those search terms, they really do work on Instagram. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. That's how you found me. I love hearing that. And we can talk about some of that today because I know that kind of even relates back to like website importance of like Instagram is a great way to get found, but then what do you do after, you know, you had to go somewhere else after. So I love that though. Yes. Okay. I love that too. Okay. So let's just start with what is the importance of even having a website? Is it optional? Do you think it should be optional? Or what role does a website really play in our photography businesses? Yes. Okay. So I know you and I were just talking about this right before recording, but like you and I are on the same page with feeling like it's not an option to just decide, oh, I'm just not going to have a website. I'll just use you know, Instagram as my focus or, you know, for people who are in product spaces, we see that a lot with like Etsy being like, I'll just do an Etsy shop and not have um, my own website. So thinking about photographers specifically, I would say like, you need to have a website, like you said, not optional. Um, And like one thing too, that I think comes up a lot is us thinking that and maybe Instagram will do it. I'll just market to clients on Instagram. I'll sell over DMs and I'll, you know, collect money on Venmo. And then like, that will be the way I set up my business. But in reality, even thinking about what you just said, like Instagram is such a great way for people to find you. Um, Facebook as well, if that's where your audience is, but like all these social medias, maybe TikTok is the place for you, but like social media is great for that connection point and building relationships, building that no like trust factor. But when it comes to like making the sale, people want a place where they can go get all the information of like, here's your service page, which should really be like a sales page about working with you. That's going to be on your website, not in an Instagram caption. And it really shouldn't be in an Instagram caption. Like that's the kind of thing where 
people should have to go to another place on their desktop or phone and pull up all the information, see it there, fill out a contact form to contact you. It's just going to create a, such a better relationship with the customer, more professionalism for you. Professionalism is a huge one, I would say as well, for why websites are so important. But those are a few thoughts. And I do think too, like we were saying earlier with going into 2021, just out of the crazy year of 2020, where everything was online. um, I saw a huge increase in my business of people buying website templates who hadn't had websites yet for that same type of reason of kind of realizing, I can't just rely on this one place anymore. I need to diversify. And so that's one thing I think a website can really do for you is like adding in more places to be. Yeah. So many good points. I I agree with every single one of them. And I think that in the in the past, I think for years now, we've kind of been moving towards everything going online. I, you know, we saw the stats back in 2015 that by 2020, 80% of businesses will operate online, all of the things. So I think we were already headed in that direction, but then the pandemic just kind of quickly made everybody hop online. And so there's so many questions. And I think the way that we make buying decisions is changing too with the fact that we're going to do more research. We're going to go to Google to find people and we're going to really rely on having, you need something that helps you stand out is what I'm getting at. Cause I'm thinking about even my buying habits. Instagram's the place where I really discover you and I'll be teaching a marketing funnel for photographers. And we talk about how social media is that attraction. It's the very top of your funnel. It's how people even find out you exist, but then they want to go deeper. So maybe, you know, for you, when I came across you on Instagram, I came across some other, you know, designers too. For me, it wasn't a, I love everything you're about. I also wanted to weigh my options, which I think is a very common thing that people do, especially photography clients. They want to just make sure they're making that right decision. And so I used your website as one of my factors in my buying decision. And I, I am very confident that people are doing the same thing for any type of industry, but especially for photography. Yes. Well, you even just mentioned in there something I forgot to say of SEO. Like, yes, Instagram will show up in like your Instagram page or Facebook page will show up in search results, but like only really when you type in your own name into Google. So like the ways to actually show up for things like Oklahoma brand photographer is going to be through that being on your website. Same for Pinterest. Like Pinterest needs to be like your website and blog post driven versus just content from Facebook and Instagram in order for it to really make an impact. Yes, totally agree. Okay. So now that we know having a website really isn't optional anymore, everyone needs one. Let's kind of dive into what are some of the ways that we can have our websites be both functional and be able to add our personality and our branding to help us stand out from other photographers. Yes. Okay. So I thought of a few different things that relate specifically to adding like your personality. Again, like you were saying a minute ago of like when we are deciding when your potential clients are deciding which photographer to work with, a lot of times the decision is made on little itty bitty things that relates to this personality factor, which doesn't mean you're better or worse than the other person, just that you are resonating more with your ideal client. So that's one like that's a bonus tip real quick to keep in mind of like designing for your ideal client. What would she like? What would he like uh, when you pick out 
the colors, the fonts, the way you talk, all of that on your website. Wasn't even planning on sharing in that, but just thought of that as we were kind of, as I was kind of saying that. So um, that's one thing. Yeah. Just designing for your ideal client, which I know is so confusing. Like the ideal client stuff um, can feel really complicated, which I'm sure Brooke, you have stuff to help people with that. Um, But that's one thing thinking about. But then the first major tip I wanted to give was to write like you talk when it comes to your copywriting. And There are some industries where really formal copywriting makes a lot of sense and photography, even like fine art wedding photography is still not one of those um, groups. So like photographers in general, you should kind of just know that you can write like you talk, which that means talk like writing like it's human to human conversational, like imagine that you are at a party and someone asks you, Hey, what do you do for a living? Hey, why do you like being a photographer? Hey, what all's in that package? Um, your signature package. Tell me about it. Like, how would you talk about it then? And that's so hard to do because we like get out that blank Google doc or like go into show it and get ready to start typing. And all of a sudden it's like our minds go blank and we can only think of like big fancy jargon from our industry, but as much as possible, finding ways to kind of strip that down and go back to like, how do I actually talk about this? That's going to make your website easier to read, way more clear, more functional and show your personality better. Uh, One thing I like to do is that idea I just said of like thinking if a friend were to ask me this, I were at a party, how would I answer it? Maybe even with your spouse or with a friend or someone on your team, like have them ask you the question and then they maybe type what you're saying. Like that can be a super helpful exercise. Or something I've done too is like getting on my iPhone, going to like the voice recording app and just like go on a walk and kind of record myself talking about whatever the thing is, go back home, get out my laptop and type it out. And then of course there's going to be edits, but that's a great way to kind of work on writing like you talk. I love that. And it's completely opposite than what English class in high school taught us of uh, we don't write in the first person. You need to write in the third person or whatever the case may have been. So I definitely resonate more with the websites that do talk like they speak, because when I go to their website and then maybe I listen to their podcast or I hear them on a video it seems to really relate and I know exactly what they're saying. Or if it's someone where I've listened to several podcast episodes and then I want to go click on their website, it feels the same. And I, and I do, I've never really thought about that being a part of branding or really helping to communicate clearly what you're trying to say and what the value of working with you is. But that is such a great point right? Like you speak. I love it. Yes. Yeah. And going back to what you said, even about like English class, there's so many, if you guys can Google this. Um, I'm not gonna be able to think of them all off the top of my head, but when it comes to like our websites and the online business space, the photography space, you don't have to follow all the grammar rules. So you can have sentence structures that are slightly off to make them sound like you speak. So maybe like if I were to have just typed that, maybe it had a period after each word for like dramatic effect. Your paragraphs don't have to be the, what is it, like four to six sentences or something that you're taught in school. Like you can do a paragraph that is one sentence and then you break it up. You'll notice if you start paying attention to it, a lot of marketing emails are written that way. It's like super broken up because we're all more likely to read it. So if you can like throw out a lot of those grammar rules. Also another one, I just thought of one of the other ones. Again, going back to 
writing like we talk um, can be spelling words wrong sometimes. So like if you maybe would say biz, like B-I-Z, when you're talking, you could write that. Um, Writing the word yeah, like instead of yes, um, some things like that are going to help you feel more relatable. And again, even if you're like, your style is fine art, you can still write like you talk. It might be a little less casual, but that still applies to that industry as well. I love it. Yes. I actually am kind of laughing because yesterday I was working on um, some tweaks for my website and I didn't like the way that the full word business was fitting in the paragraph. It looked better biz. And I do say biz sometimes casually. So I just left it with B-I-Z, put a period on it, moved on. That is so funny that you use that as an example. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that. That's a good little switch there. All right. What is another way that we can infuse personality into our website? Yes. Okay. So we talked about this one a lot on the last episode we did together. So I won't talk about it as long here, but basically making a connection on your about page with the potential client. So um, like I said, we talked about it last time in more detail, but your website's a great place in addition to social media to make that like one-to-one connection. And it's so interesting because if we all pay attention to like, when we are hiring for something where that person we are going to directly interact with, which even if you don't operate your photography business, like a personal brand, people are still interacting directly with you. So some of that stuff still matters a lot. Um, but when you're hiring for those kinds of things, like I've been literally looking into stuff lately where I'm like, looking for, will I get along well with this person with photography? Like, do we want this person at my wedding day? Do I want this person to be in the hospital with me when I give birth to my child to photograph it or for like your first family portrait? Like there's so many things. It's a very like intimate job being a photographer. So people want to resonate and feel comfortable with you. And on your about page is a great place to do that. And, you know, you don't want to write all your copy of like me, 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 me. You want to write from the perspective still of how you serve them, but at the same time, pulling in things about yourself that they might be able to connect with. And Brooke, I know I told you this last time, but you do a great job on both of your websites of this sort of thing of developing that no like trust factor picking out little tidbits about yourself that someone might say, oh yeah, me too. In a great way, I always like to kind of demonstrate this to someone going back to that party analogy we talked about in the last tip, but like if you're at a party and you don't really know anyone, when you meet that person who like went to the same college as you, really likes that same movie, they're from the same state, whatever, all of a sudden you have a connection point and something to talk about and you feel instantly close to them, even though you just met them. That same thing can happen on your website. So that's something to look into is just like, how can you share personal details that make a connection? And really, I mean, I know we're talking about personality, but like showing your personality, who you are behind the scenes of your business on your about page specifically. Okay. So the connection points, making that connection is huge. Again, it's another thing that can make or break you. And again, it's one of those teeny tiny things that you said was maybe it's not the fact that they just don't like your work. Maybe they just found one extra connection point to another photographer and that's okay. Cause there's plenty of clients to go around, but the connection points with me specifically, I recently surveyed a bunch of photographers. I was expecting 20 people to fill out my survey. We had over 130 people fill out the survey. And one of the specific questions I asked them was, why do you 
you follow me. So Mm -hmm. I got to learn some new connection points about myself. I didn't realize had weighed so much. And for me, a couple of things were the faith, uh, the way that I'm approachable, the way that I, again, that goes back to my personality and how I talk to people and hold a conversation. And then the one that gets me and cracks me up is the whiskey. If you knew how many gifts (laughs) I have gotten with whiskey something, um, that's how people remember me. And I love that it could be as silly and small as something like that. I even have people joke um, in that survey of, I love everything about you. I just don't like whiskey. (laughs) And so, but it stuck out and it was memorable. So I think finding that connection point is huge. Well, you just brought up something good for me to think about in my business because I just did, you know, an end of the year survey for 2020 also. And I had that same question in there. And yeah, looking at that, if you guys are, you know, surveying your audience, asking that question, but then also looking at it and saying, okay, what stuff from that could I include in my website, like more details on maybe? Um, Because it could be something where maybe that it's something you really bring heavily on a podcast or on your Instagram. And then you're like, Oh wait, that's not really evident on my website though. How can I tie that in? That's really good. I love that you asked that question. I'm honestly, I'm all about asking questions. I think I'll probably have a a podcast topic come out one day of how to survey your people because you're not asking, then you don't really know what, people are taking away from you or what they want from you. And I just think it's like one of the best marketing tools out there. So there's a little marketing tidbit. episode. What else can we do, Elizabeth? Okay. Yes. So the third big thing would be showing yourself in addition to your work to add personality. So I know it's so interesting because like I've talked to a lot of different types of business owners and for some people, the idea of getting professional photography is so challenging. It's like, you know, I just started my business. Say I'm a business coach and I'm like, I don't have the money yet. I feel like to invest in a photographer, I don't know what to wear. I don't like really have branding yet. It can feel really overwhelming. For photographers though, you have a lot less of an excuse because you literally are so skilled and wonderful at working a camera, but then it is still hard because it's like, okay, how do you get pictures of yourself? And obviously like, you know, you're, you're probably used, well, definitely used to sharing more photos of client work, but basically my tip here is like, in addition, even going back to Instagram, like ever so often it needs to be photos of you. You need to show up on your Instagram stories with your face, like let people see who the person is behind all the beautiful images you're sharing and your website should be the same way. So definitely more focused on client work. Like you don't need it to be like, here's me, here's me again, here's me again, here's me again, over and over again. It needs to be like client work more so focused, but still photos of you and ideally smiling at the camera, looking into it for at least one of them. I love to do one on the homepage that makes that direct eye contact because interesting thing, psychologically, we make a connection even through a screen of warmth and connection when we have that smile and looking directly into the camera. So that's really important. So I would say figuring out a way, and I'd love to know, Brooke, what your thoughts on this are as a photographer, but like maybe it's an exchange with another photographer where they're using your own camera settings. So you're not having to credit them on your website. I'd say that's ideal not to have to do of like photo taken by this other person, but figuring out how to have photos of yourself that align with your overall style, but you're in it. Yeah. Okay. So I love this point. I'm going to drive this point home and I'll give a couple tips that photographers can implement however they want to. But one of the other trends that I talked about in the four marketing trends for 2021, 
aside from a website, is showing up, being real, showing your face. Even video marketing, all this goes together because it's so important that people know who is running the business. Who am I actually going to meet? Because I think it's crazy that some people book a session with a photographer online and never see their face until they show up at their session. And I feel like that doesn't happen as often anymore now that we have Instagram stories and you know, Facebook lives and websites and all of that, but that used to be the thing. And then you were like, I don't really know. Is this the person? Is this what they look like? And so I think it's huge that we definitely need to be showing ourselves on our feed. Now, a couple tips I have for that is one, all the pictures you see of me, I have hired other photographers to do that. Now there's a challenge that comes with that. And I have gladly paid full price for both of these photographers. We didn't do an exchange. Not that I'm against that. I think that's fantastic. It's just, I wanted someone that had a similar style or that would at least flow with my feed. I think that's where the challenge comes in. But the two people that I hired have been absolutely wonderful and helped pose me and really helped me kind of break the ice and not be so awkward because it can be totally awkward being in front of the camera. Um, The second option, like you said, was to find somebody with a similar style and maybe just exchange a branding photo shoot. It's a great way to meet people and network and also get you some branding photos for your website Um, and your Instagram, of course. And then the last option would be self-portraits. So there is an art and a really incredible I guess trend now, which is doing self-portraits. So using your own camera, a tripod, a timer, whatever you need to do and doing self-expression photos, which I think is really cool. Um, It's something that I still need to get into myself, but that is also a really great option. And I'm intrigued by all of the photographers I see do it. I think it's incredible, but yeah. So there's some tips and tricks for how to, involve yourself uh, throughout your website and really show up online, show your face. I think that's just really important. I love the self-portrait idea too. And I see so many cool reels. I'm sure you see them too, photographers, like showing you here's the shot and then here's how we got it. And it's like, oh my gosh, you did that like yourself, maybe even on your iPhone. It's like crazy. So yes, that's awesome. I would also love to learn how to do that. So I don't have to like always do photo shoots or ask people to take photos of me. So I'm with you. I love it. We'll have to do a branding episode is what we'll have to do. Like a whole brand shoot, how to do a brand um, shoot for yourself. That, that would be an interesting topic. <laughs> well, and that says, yeah, I did. I actually have an episode on that um, from the perspective of someone booking a shoot yes. who maybe is not as comfortable in front of the camera, but yeah, I mean, it can be so overwhelming for people and it's, it's amazing though. Cause one shoot can go so far. If you change clothes, if you change locations, if you bring props and then, you know, like you were saying a minute ago, I mean, they work on social media and your website and your email marketing and a Facebook ad, like, and in your client welcome brochure, like it can go so many places and all um, just for one shoot. So I'm very pro brand photography. Me too. (laughs) All right. I know you've got some good stuff still to go. So let's go ahead and dive into the next one. Yes. Okay. So the fourth tip, and I should say too, these are in no particular order. They're just literally like, oh yeah, these are kind of like what I was thinking through. So, okay. This one would be to use colors and typography that express your brand personality, which is like, feels really obvious, but I think sometimes we don't think about it that way. Um, And when I say typography, that literally means like the fonts on your website. And you know, when I say colors, that means the colors that are used throughout your website and social media, all of it. But 
for me, like if anyone listening has seen my website, I know Brooke, you have. So I'm a fan of color, but that does not mean that not having color is bad. That could be what makes more sense for your brand. But for my brand and the kind of messaging tone vibe I'm trying to do means there's a significant amount of color being used. But that color says something about my brand voice, just like if you were to choose maybe more earth tones that also portray something about your brand voice. So just knowing that color and type are similar to copywriting, they're saying something just without the like literal verbal nature of saying something. Um, so it can be whatever you want it to be. There's, I literally think there's no wrong way to do, well, there actually probably are wrong way, bad color combinations, but there's no like, like an all black color website is not a bad thing. Doing really bright colors is not a bad thing. Like there's not a right or wrong there, but color communicates. So like I have a few examples here, but if you Google this, you can see all kinds of little charts about it. But, you know, we think of yellow as happiness and optimism. Blue, we see as trust and loyalty. Green is growth. Like we think of money with that. And we also think of nature um, and organic and health and things like that. And then brown, we often think of as earthy and organic and kind of maybe even pure could be another word with brown. So yeah, kind of thinking about that of like, what colors are you using? What do they portray? And the same thing as fonts. Fonts are a little less cut and dry, but different styles of fonts, like a really fancy cursive font is going to say something different than a handwritten meant to look like someone literally wrote it versus like a calligraphy script font. Um, they all communicate different things. So just looking at your website, maybe asking like, what am I communicating with the typography? What am I communicating with these colors? Do I like that? If you show it, it's really easy to change it. If you don't like it, you can just go in there and be like, yeah, you know, I'm feeling like this palette isn't me anymore. You can change change it all in a few clicks, which is really awesome. But yeah, just thinking about what colors and fonts make sense for your brand's personality. And then of course you want to utilize that throughout the entire brand on, you know, on your Instagram story graphics, on your feed, um, marketing materials, all of it. Yeah. So I know branding is one of those things. It's super fun. I truly, I think it is. It's what I love when I uh, went through my rebranding process for both sides of my business. But I also know it can be really overwhelming. And so if you're sitting there like, I don't even know where to start. I have you covered inside the blueprint. There are multiple trainings over this. So you don't have to worry. We've got you covered. We show you how to do it yourself. We give you options to work with a professional, but you can definitely do this by yourself. It just, you just need a little direction. Um, But I will say the biggest mistake that I see a lot in coaching photographers is After we talk goals and I get to the heart of it, why you do what you do, what you want to be known for, your specialty, what you're offering, then you send me your your investment guide or you send me to your website or whatever so that I can get a visual and they don't match. That's when you Mm -hmm. lose me. Maybe you're using way too many fonts, right? Throughout your website that it's hard to read. Um, That client is not going to sit there and try to figure it out. They're going to hop off and go find somebody else. Um, if your colors are so distracting, or if it looks like you took maybe 30 seconds to throw up a website, that's really not, um, maybe it cheapens you. I think that's what I see a lot is just, it cheapens that photographer when I know that they are capable of amazing work. So I agree that colors and fonts and all of the whole branding element together play a vital role and you can ignore it if you want to, but it's only going to enhance your business and allow you to have more conversions, which is 
is what you want. So yes, I agree with all of that. A hundred percent. Your fonts and your colors do matter. (laughs) Yes. I mean, yeah, you just said it all so well. And like thinking too, a little bit less about the personality and a little bit more just like practically with colors and fonts, I can offer a few just fast tips there. I mean, One thing is you want to make sure you have contrast with whatever the background color is and whatever the font color is, which seems really obvious, but I see it so often where people are using like the lightest gray color for their paragraph font, which is the smaller body text on your site, and they have a white background. If someone's phone is too dimly lit or if they are just older and have weaker eyes for some reason, they're not going to be able to read it. So you want to make sure you have high contrast. That's why like colors closer to black are great for larger bodies of text. And also making sure the text is the right size. So if it's too large, it's like, whoa, calm down. (laughs) And if it's too small, then it's like, I can't read this. I got to like zoom in to make sure. So there's a fine line there. And there's, I don't really have like a standard recommendation because all fonts really do render their sizes slightly different. Um, Another one is to not overuse script fonts. The script is, you know, like the cursive writing fonts and I love them. I use them on basically all my templates, but if you put like, let's say two sentences straight, in like a smallish size of a script font, people are not going to be able to read it. So it's best to use those for like headings where it's just a few words at a time or any other font that might be harder to read. You can apply to that as well. But there's a, that's a few thoughts on that. Yeah, I love that. Tangible things, people. Go look at your website. <laughs> yes. All right, what other tips do you have for personality on our website? Yeah. Okay. So the last tip I have, and this one, I gosh, I could have shared this one first because this is literally thinking about the very first thing that happens on your homepage, but make sure you have what I describe as a clear and captivating brand statement. So the brand statement is the first thing people read when they land on your homepage outside of, you know, your logo and you know, people might read the home about contact portfolio and all those options too, but like the larger sum of text on that page You want to make sure it's clear very quickly who your service is for, what it is, and what makes it unique, which might sound like a lot of pressure and it really doesn't have to be. But the statement goes to your website's homepage, first thing someone reads, and you want to be clear, not cute. It can end up being cute, but you want to focus more on clear language. Going back to what we said of talking, writing like we talk, something like fifth grader level, not throwing in a ton of industry jargon. And like I said, I like to tell people to include three things ideally. And sometimes you can only make two work, but who you serve, what you provide and why it's unique. And so some questions you can ask to help you kind of sum up that statement. And you could write these down and then like maybe put in a Google Doc what your answers to them would be. But who do I serve? Who is my ideal client? And so, you know, you serve people who want photography images, but you got to get more specific than that. Like maybe you are a um, family photographer. So it would be that you're serving families in maybe whatever location you're in. Uh, What is my main product or service? That relates again back to like, it would be whatever style photography it is. You can kind of use a descriptor there. And then what makes what I do unique from competitors or what problem does it solve? You can kind of look at it in both lenses. Um, For photography, it's probably better to look at what makes you unique from competition versus the problem it solves because of just the nature of photography. But those three questions, if you can kind of answer them in a short statement, and then put together what you come up with. It might say like helping blank. Um, I help. Help often isn't the right way to say it for photographers. Sometimes you can even just leave off and say like, 
you know, a few of the descriptor words and saying who it's for, but making sure that's really clear. And a mistake I see people make so often that drives me nuts is on their homepage, really any page of their website, wasting space. So instead of jumping to like this brand statement first, it might say, Hey there, thanks so much for stopping by. I'm so thankful you discovered my website here. You'll find information about me. It's like, just don't say any of that. Don't welcome people to your website. You don't really need to do that. So instead just jumping straight into like helping them know, is this for me? Am I in the right place? And for photographers specifically, unless you literally are not location-based, you need to have your location in that area somewhere because people might find you from Google or from Pinterest or Instagram or wherever. And they're like, you know, I need someone in Nashville. That would be my situation. And if I'm on your website, I'm like, wait, is she in Tennessee? She says she's in Tennessee, but like where in Tennessee? Like I need to know, like, does this make sense or not? And so you don't want to make people hunt for that information. You want to put it right there. Oh my goodness. So good. And while we're talking about infusing personality and making things functional, it takes us right back to, you've got to have a specialty. You have to. And I promise I won't go on a rant because I'm sure we've heard it a lot in the last few episodes that I have um, published, but I, I, you have to, like, that's just it. I don't want to come to your website and see that you do everything under the sun, because then I'm just going to get overwhelmed, confused, forget what I even came for and, you know, go choose somebody else. So if you're having a hard time writing this statement that Elizabeth walked you through, it might be because you aren't niched yet and you might have to choose something. So that's a whole nother topic and exercise. But I do want to say one of my favorite things about your templates are how strategic they are, how much thought went into it. It's like, rather than staring at a blank canvas where I'm like blinking cursor syndrome, don't know where to start procrastination. Um, you make it so easy. You put exactly what we're supposed to put where fill it in, swap it out. Every time I've been able to do my website, it's taken me no longer than a week. And that's working on it a little each time. I think the first template you ever gave me, I had that up in like eight hours because I was just so excited. And so, um, you know, building websites and having one doesn't have to be complicated. Yes, I think everything is an investment. It's a wise investment. I, you will get a return on your website. You just will because it works for you. And so I highly recommend if you are looking to find your forever home on the web, that not only do you show it, but you go shop Elizabeth's templates and find you one that works for you, your brand, your business. And hey, tell us about that fun quiz that you have. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for all those kind words. Seriously, Brooke, you're you're so sweet. Yeah, I have a quiz where it's, yeah, it's fun. It's using, you know, it's basically like an email opt-in, but using a quiz, which is something I highly recommend looking into for your own business as well. But um, it matches you with the template. So you answer a bunch of different questions relating both to like literally what you do in your business. So like you would be marketing at one point that you are a photographer, but then also stuff about really your brand's personality um, and your own personality and preferences as a person. Um, Since most of my templates are built around the personal brand business, which photographers definitely fall into 
in most cases. So it asks you those questions and then it gives you a result of like, hey, here's the template that makes the most sense for you. Here's why. And if that one doesn't feel right, here's some other suggestions as well. So um, definitely check that out. Even if you just want to see those kind of quizzes, because I think those are, gosh, talking about 2021 trends, I mean, those were huge in 2020. And I think we'll like continue to, we'll continue to see more of that as email opt-ins. For so. sure. Awesome. Yes. Well, for sure. Go take that quiz. I think you guys, it's really fun. Even if you don't get one, it's still super fun to see kind of what website you should get. Maybe what your personality is kind of drawn to. That was my favorite thing. And I looked at your website templates before. I know we talked about this on the last episode, but I remember looking at your templates, couldn't really decide you had just launched that quiz took the quiz, got the exact template that I was going to buy anyway. So it was great. It was good confirmation. (laughs) Yes. It's good to like, if you're on the fence to be like, okay, well, this quiz says this, I'm just going to go with my gut. Um, And that is a hard thing, like picking website templates, picking designers to work with even. And I would say like going with your gut instinct of what you were most drawn to first is usually how I suggest, or even like some people resonate with like a name of a template more. And they're like, oh, but like, this is my best friend's name. So I'm going to go with that. Those kinds of things too, I hear a lot of, or it's their literal name. And so they're like, I'll go with that one. Oh, that must <laughs> I need a Brooke template. <gasps> oh girl, if you do that, <laughs> I will buy a new template, but that would be so fun. Um, I really would. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for all of these golden tips. I hope that people stick with the podcast because they're going to hear a lot about websites. We're even diving in super deep. You're going to be inside of the blueprint soon, which I'm very excited about giving a in-depth training over websites. And yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. So hopefully everybody else is getting pumped up and really seeing the value of having a website because I truly think that having a functional personality infused website truly is what helps us stand out against competition online. And I think that it's only going to continue down that path. So thank you so much for your knowledge and your wisdom today. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. 